This episode of the Be Real podcast is brought to you by Amina Altai Coaching. Amina Altai is a leadership and mindset coach to high achieving women who are ready to take their work and lives to the next level. She helps you break free of people pleasing, perfectionism, and poverty mindset to claim your purpose, find peace, power, and prosperity. She has been called the fairy godmother of careers. She is an expert in residence for Entrepreneur Magazine. She has shared her wisdom in goop.com, NBC, and more. If you're ready to connect to your purpose, release perfectionism, and free yourself of imposter syndrome, use the code BEREAL, a value of $150, and schedule your free clarity call with Amina. Email Haley at AminaAltai.com to schedule your session today. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Diana Gasparini without my weekly co-host. However, sitting in for her for today's introduction is Jessica. Hello, hey girl. hello. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> um, it's going. You you know, we're not gonna tell you about my week, but Jessica knows how it's been. So we're just gonna keep moving through that. <laughs> um and uh one of the things that I've been doing to take care of myself this week is binge watching clickbait. Oh my God, clickbait. All right, listen, we can't get, in case somebody hasn't seen it, we can't give it away. And I'm so glad we chose clickbait because there are really good people out there, just so that we should say this before we, because when we introduce our episode, we're going to be talking about being <laughs> single and dating. So I just want to make sure that we all know that those of you who are watching clickbait do not, we're not going to spoil it all. But Lord have mercy. I was usually I can figure things out. I could not figure that one out. I did not see it coming at all. In the beginning, like in the middle of it, I mean, okay, spoiler alert. Like it was like, okay, maybe it wasn't him. But like that's like episode five. I was like, maybe, maybe he he's like, fine. Yeah, you kind of figured that out. Like, but it was just riveting. And I was like, I kept like scrolling through Netflix. Like, I don't want to watch this, whatever. I did watch all three seasons of Manifest and all seven seasons of The Blacklist. I'm not done with Manifest yet. That one I can predict. 
very easily. <laughs> Manifest is really, it's just, you know, I don't know if it, oh no, it got canceled on NBC and it got picked up on Netflix. So we're going to get a season four. Yeah. Cause I want to know what happens. I'm on season two right now. You know, that's one of the ones that you can like clean your house while it's on. 100%. Like you, you can 100% do that. Clickbait on the other hand no. needed my attention. Like, no, I was I, like, Craig, come home. We are need, yeah. we need to watch this now. <laughs> We did not watch that one together because it was, I, there was something. Oh yeah. No, I, I did it. He didn't. I was like, <laughs> why didn't we do it? I did it. He didn't because we have two other shows that we're watching together and that we are watching. Who are you watching? Animal Kingdom. Do you watch Animal Kingdom? No. <gasps> like uh, the Disney park. <laughs> I knew you were going. I, somehow or another, I knew you were going to go because you didn't know what it was. You were going to go Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we are not watching the Disney Park Animal Kingdom. We are watching <laughs> Animal Kingdom, which is on TNT, and now is in its fourth season. Oh. Ellen Barkin was in the first two seasons. She was freaking incredible, and it's about her sons, the Codys. We can't get enough. Like I'm, oh. I'm, I just, I can't get enough. It's a, it's a little, it's a little rough. Yes, and Don is in over there for you all, you know, in the background, <laughs> the wizard behind the, behind it all, Don is letting us know he is still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, still. I think that show's funny, too. It's a nice, like, does, background one. It doesn't end. Yeah, I was like, wait, how many seasons are there? Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I think there's, like, 100 episodes a season. <laughs> but, like, I also think, end. like, it bounced around networks. It never got canceled. No, it just bounced around. People keep picking it up. Like it never freaking ends. So you can watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine pretty much for the rest of your life. Unless he decides to do something different. The guy. Yeah. the guy? I don't know. He's not Adam Sandler. He was the next Andy Samberg. Thank you. (laughs) I'm a fan of his. He's very funny. He is funny. He's definitely funny. Yeah, no, clickbait. Oh my God. It made me like, I'm like, Craig, if you ever cheat on me, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, we had that too. We had that too. And he wasn't actually watching it. So I was just like, hmm, hmm. what you doing? Hmm. <laughs> what are you doing on your phone? What apps you, do you have? Where are you going? Who are you talking to? Who are you texting? Yeah, no, it's crazy because I usually hate teenagers in shows. That's why I stopped watching a lot of shows like Homeland. Um, what's the one in Boston on Showtime? It's not in Boston. He's from Boston. He went to LA. From Boston and went to LA. I don't know. The one that I watched on Showtime was in Boston. Well, um, Kevin Bacon. (laughs) You mean Footloose? (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a series. (laughs) Series. It's set in the 90s. Bad. Yeah, usually 80s, 80s 80s boston bad yeah usually teenagers make me angry because i'm like you're annoying stop but these two teenage oh, boys didn't make you didn't no kind of because i was like stop stop it but then i was like okay fine and so oh. i'm like if he dies if this kid dies <laughs> i am not right, happy you got it. invested you got invested in the kids i watch a lot of teenage tv so i can't say the same I watch a lot of teenage TV. I actually, uh, when I ended clickbait, I started Dive Club last night. Never teenage heard girls. of it. Teenage girls, even worse. Teenage girls in Australia that are divers. There's a mystery involved. So wait a second. Does that mean that you didn't watch Outer Banks? Nope. Oh! <gasps> 
Nope. Jessica. Okay, you know I watch reality TV. I know, I know. Hello, I know. I'm really know. Nine I'm, Day I'm Fiance. Actually, you know what? Real I'm Housewives. Actually, I'm actually surprised that we both watch clickbait. We did. Well, yeah, I mean, because Craig won't watch. Well, he'll watch Nine Day Fiance, but Real Housewives is a no. There's a no for know. him, dog. Yeah, no. No. You seriously? Again, he's the like he, you can talk to us, Don. He Don is watching the the OC. I, I never watched the OC. I didn't no. watch the OC. But no, the Orange, the Orange County Housewives is the only one that counts. Oh, because it was the yeah. first one. It was the first one, and okay, it's Don. The only, re- the only reality show that I watch is that, and I started watching it because I got a knee replacement, and they had a marathon on Bravo, and that was on. And for some reason, I could not stop watching Vicky and the wow. gang. Wow! Wow! You're naming them. <laughs> I am. You, and, told, and that you are was, name dropping. I am. She's no, I can talk about anymore. Bravo all day. I can talk about Bravo all day long. Yes, Vicky's gone, RIP, but like not dead, but she's like gone, gone. And so is Tamara, Tamara. which I'm not really sad about. There was, yeah, there was so much that just happened between the two of you that I... Mm, yeah, the wow. OC. Heather's back. Thank God this season. Oh, that money. No, I, I love I love Real Housewives. I love it. I am fascinated. Invested a lot of time in my life. Like, what? They came out in 08. I've started watching since 08. That's a long time. It's a long time. It's a lot of um, of relationships with these people. <laughs> I've watched all of them. Potomac. Don't sleep on Potomac. Atlanta. Miami. Dallas. New York. Duh. New Jersey. Duh. Beverly Hills. I mean, I watched Jersey once or twice, and I it is weird because like we live here. Like a lot of them like are in Hoboken a lot. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't know them. I did, but I did watch a couple. Is Teresa still on there? Oh yeah, she needs money. (laughs) She went to jail. Right. I watched up until she went. Maybe a couple times before she went to jail. And I used to watch uh, the Mob Wives one on Staten Island. Love it. R.I.P. Gansh. No. I know that one was sad. But no, I love Mob Wives. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this really took a turn. I know. <laughs> Mob Wives. This really Should definitely- I watch that? De- oh. I mean, my husband's gone this weekend. Should I start watching that? I have a lot of 90 Fiance to watch. I'm a season behind. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't want to pick your TV for you. Because we did get, we got one. We got one that we both watched. I don't know when it's going to happen again. Uh, I don't know what I'm watching this weekend. I actually have plans. Wow. Out of the house. Yeah. I'm going out to see theater. Um, Where are you going? What show? Uh, not, not Broadway. Um, oh. I'm going, I, I don't know where I'm going. I, I said I would go and I'm just going to go. And then um, tomorrow I'm going to go paddling. I'm going to not stand up paddle, kayaking, oh. sunset kayaking on the, on the Hudson. Oh, wow. We'll like see. those are activities. Those are activities. Those are activities. I haven't, um, you know, I need an activity. Yeah. What am I doing tomorrow? My friend is coming cause she's a ballroom dancer and she has a competition in oh, Jersey fun. city and she's going to come and see the baby. That's great. Yeah. That'd be fun. You know, I try to, you know, just passing these hours by until my husband comes home. <laughs> Trying to train this kid. 
Well, what an excellent segue into today's uh, conversation because it is about, not about being married and having a kid, but the step before that. Today, we are very excited to have back on the show who was, I'm going to remember, she was our guest in episode number 68, my cousin, Latanya Tolan. Latanya is the founder and CEO of Soul Care for Black Clinicians, where mental health therapy, coaching, consulting, and other wellness supports are provided to Black clinicians and other Black healing professionals. Today, she's coming to talk about her book. Latanya is the, also the author of a book entitled Doing Single Well, 31 Days to Transforming Your Thoughts About God's Plan for Your Season in Singleness. I mean, thinking of being single as a season and is kind of brilliant. I mean, I had a few seasons, but <laughs> <laughs> some of them were like really hard, cold winters, but you know, now the sun came up. I'm super excited that she's back with us. I always enjoy talking to Latanya. So sit back, grab your tea and have a listen. We now know that mental health is equally as important as physical health. That's why Be Well Psychotherapy has created a space for personalized pathways designed to fully support your particular journey of being human. We provide both in-person and virtual sessions where clients can make real, authentic professional relationships with a therapist in real time. We ensure our clients feel completely secure regardless of their mental health concerns. The first step is understanding the benefits of therapy and next is finding a resource that can speak to your specific goals and needs. Our diverse all-female staff serves 500 patients monthly and are dedicated to fostering growth and change in each session. With offices in Midtown Manhattan and Hoboken, New Jersey, we are here to make sure that everyone has easy access to the best of mental wellness on their own terms. Because maintaining good mental health is something we all need to be doing for our overall wellness and real growth. So book an appointment today at BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Well, hello and welcome back to Be Real. It's me, Diana Gasparoni, solo, 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 solo. My girl, Anisha, is... She's at a conference this weekend. She's really excited about it. She's going to tell us all about it when she comes back and we see her again. But for today, I am alone with my cousin and <laughs> oh, my love. Okay, Latanya, hop back in. Welcome back to the show. Tell everybody who you are and uh, just give like a reintroduction of yourself. Yes. Thank you, cousin. So, hey, everybody. I'm Latanya Tolan. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm the founder and CEO of Soul Care for Black Clinicians. And we're here for now, just in California. <laughs> just in California, but we are expanding. We are expanding. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Soul Care for Black Clinicians, we provide therapy, coaching, consulting, um, wellness supports to um, individuals and organizations, and primarily focus around Black clinicians and healing professional, Black healing professionals. That's a little bit about me. And you can find us, I guess we'll say that at the end. 
we'll say that at the end, but you forgot to identify yourself with your new identity, your new role. Why are you here oh, today? I sure do. Because you are an author, my friend. <laughs> yes, you are. You are an Yes, author. Hello, I'm an author. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so I have recently finished a, a, a long forthcoming project called Doing Single Well, and it's actually a 31-day devotional specifically for single Black women. During that 31 days, it will help you transition and transform your thoughts about God's plan uh, while you're single. Pretty okay. dope. So okay. I just want our listeners to know a little bit about how you sprung this on me because we have a weekly call, right? So we, we have a call like every other week to talk business and life and all of these things. Yes. And I, you know, I identify as a pretty busy person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I got a business, I got a practice. I, you know, I host a podcast. I do a few things. I'm launching another, I want another arm to my business, but I talk about all of them. Mm-hmm. They're all like sort of out in the open, like, <laughs> and so like if I was actually writing a book, I think the whole world would have to know. I'd be like, oh my goodness, I am sweating. I can't figure this out. What am I going to do? And like totally random. You're like, oh yeah, P.S. I'm going to get my PhD. And oh, I just finished a book. <laughs> and by the way, in case you missed the introduction, Soul Care for Black Clinicians is not a small entity. So I was right. like, you did what? You wrote a book? Right. So um, right. tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea of the book and what, just what inspired you to put it all down. I love, I love everything about it, but I want to hear how, yes. how you got the well, first, first, let me address uh, the quiet nature from whence this book has come about. <laughs> it was like, I was like, all the, not only was it, was it, I finished a book. It was like, she pulled up the book and you could see it. I was like, wait a second. You didn't just finish a book, girl. This book is published. It's right, got a cover. Right. It's got an acknowledgement. Oh it's like, hey, hey, look what I got. I got a book. Oh, by the way, I wrote it. I didn't just pick it up off my bookshelf. Oh my God. So yeah, you know what? Um, I, that's just kind of how I roll. Like I don't really, I learned early on. Um, some things are between me and God, you know? And so I just... There probably were like maybe five people, if that, that knew I've been writing this book. And I started writing it in like 2018, I think, 2018. And, but anyway, how it came to me was literally is God inspired. God Mm -hmm. told me a few years before I started it that he wanted me to write this book. And I told him no. I was That's not going to write this book. Right. Right. I've had the nerve to tell God, know a few things about my life. And he has always won just like this PhD. I said, I was never going to get it. And look what I'm doing. You know? Yes, so, you um, but yeah, so I, I did not want to write it. And I talk a little bit about the book. I mean, talk a little bit about it in the book. And I say that, you know, I didn't, and he gave me the title and everything. So I didn't understand why he wanted me to do it because I didn't really feel like I was doing it well because, you know, doing single well, because at that time I felt like doing single well should mean that I should be married. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If I just, Oh, that's so interesting. Right. Right. And so, um, Yes, I'm going into a little more detail on the books. I won't give it away. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of how that came about. And again, just like other things that I told God no to, I eventually always come back and say, okay, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. So he knows his daughter. I'm going to fuss a little bit. 
and then I'm gonna get my life together and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so that. I also, I really like that concept of if you are doing single well, then you are married, but that's not true. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. there, that is, isn't true. Like there are some women that, um, and I know some that don't ever want to be married, but you know, you still can do single well. And what does that look like if you're, and, and really the book is really about, like I said, transforming your thoughts about God's plan, which of course you can't transform your thoughts about his plan if you don't have a relationship with him, kind of coming from that perspective. And so you can even see from just what I'm saying, how my definition of doing single well has changed over time. Because now I feel like, yeah, I'm still single, but I'm doing it really well now. From those yeah. of us observing you from the sidelines, you're doing a really good job, girl. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, cousin. It's rough, it's rough on the home front. <laughs> over here in the, over here in the, and I'm not even in the cheap seats. Like I, oh, I you're like, not. Right, yeah, I'm you're, like right there. You're right VIP. There. Yeah, you're yeah. VIP, you know, exactly. so. <laughs> yeah, you no, got backstage passes, you know. I'm watching it and it. And you are doing it well. So you. you got the calling, you finally decided to write it down. And mm -hmm. then how did, I mean, it's 31, is it, do you, as you use the book, do you use it as 31 days consecutively? Do you, are they meditations? Like, tell us a little bit about the content. Yeah. So it's a devotional. So actually everything is broken down into eight different themes. And then within that eight themes in total, though, there are 31 days. Mm -hmm. And so each of the days has devotional content. It has reflection questions. It has a journaling page. It's meant to be done uh, in, in accordance with your spirit. So mm -hmm. I would imagine there will be some women that will just kill that 31 days, you know, and then right. there will be other people more so like me that might do, you know, one, two, three, and I got to take a break and then I come back, you know, but because um, everybody's different, you know, sometimes people have to sit and let the content, they have to meditate on it. You know, they have yeah. to like and kind of marinate, marinate, like yeah. start to identify with what what's going on in there, what's going on internally for yourself. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, and because another, another reason I didn't really want to write this book in addition to the ones that I already said. So you see, I have, I have my reasons why I told God no. Okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to hear all the reasons. Um, another reason I told him no is because I knew he was going to have me tell my business in this book and I'm a really private person. And so I did not want to do that. And then of course it's difficult to write a book about doing single well when you you don't want to be single. Right. So um, with all of that being said, there are stories of things that I've been through that I share in the book. You know, there are things that God has dropped in my spirit that I share in the book. There are experiences that I have had. I really feel like readers will be able to identify closely, even if it's not the exact same scenario, because everybody's different, but there'll be themes for sure that they'll be able to identify with. Yeah, I mean it's pretty dope. I actually went through it again the other day for like the like the final like editorial, you know, making sure we have everything going on. And I actually have another meeting with my editor today just to kind of combine her edits and mine, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, this book is really dope. And not because I wrote it, but because it was birthed out of being obedient. I can't wait for people to get it in their hands. You know, a couple of weeks ago I had a dinner party to celebrate to celebrate the book. And I took the actual, you know, my editor's copy to the dinner 
and you know pass it around and people were just like oh my god like this is like really incredible and then i read a chapter and you know they just were in awe of it and as am i it's so funny because i've been having it sit next to me and just so i can see it and touch it you know and yep. it's like, oh my god i really i'm really a whole authoress i wrote yes, a whole book yes. <laughs> Yes, you are. You are an authoress. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's so crazy. So, and this is just the first to come. So you can't say when the next one pops, I didn't tell you it's the first one to come, but. Okay. Yeah. That would be sad. It'll be quietly written in the background, but at least yes. I know it's, it's going to happen. And as you were talking, I was thinking like, I remember when I was actively dating mm-hmm. and yes. looking and there's that. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good material from the dating that you can put into a book. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's some of you're like, ooh, we were having. I was out, I was out for dinner with my girlfriends, and um, just recently we were t- we were talking, and one was one woman was talking about how she met her husband, and she mm-hmm. she made the decision that she was like, this was it. I re- I'll never forget it. She's like, I can't, I, I have to, I got to meet a guy. I was like, oh, all right, girl, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you say. I didn't know it was that easy, but like, she definitely right. had that, she had that innate <laughs> calling, like this was going to be her time. So she went on a whole bunch of dates. We were going through the dates of the guys that she went with. I was like, right. You went out with that guy and you went out with that guy. And then you married that guy. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I married that guy. So she married the one that, and it's funny when she, <laughs> I was like, right because you kissed him and he was like then he had to go back and kiss him again because it was the best date ever but like wow we had to to get the kissing right and i was like (laughs) you got to get that right so we sent her back in and i was remembering as she was talking like the name you know the names you have for like the guys when you're thinking back on the dates like oh yeah i had the gum guy yeah the name (laughs) you give him yeah (laughs) like i'll never forget the gum guy (laughs) because it was like on our third date i was like but do you gum like remember when you were like in middle school and you had a, your first kiss and the guy slipped gum in your mouth yes and that you're like that's yeah but I was in a like I was a full-grown adult like I was okay. like in my I think I was like it, I might have even been in my late 30s early 40s and I was like what just what, what just, just happened? happened right so they just had it like, <laughs> Uh, yeah there are a few there are a few others like I could go I could go on but we would have like stories about it but it's like you I think as you start to especially if you're not in your 20s and you're dating right and you're not in your early 30s and you're dating and like you you have like someone like yourself like you have a full you have a full life full life yeah very full (laughs) your life is super super full and then it's like where where do we find the person that's going to complement what we do Mm -hmm. and we have to really like sit with like it's just it's a different feeling like we and we have to sit with like who we are and who we are as a single person and what it's like to be in that relationship as a I mean I don't want to say older or more mature. I just want to say, <laughs> at a different right. stage. I feel like right, in a yeah. different stage of yeah. who we are, I guess. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, recognizing that, you know, at that stage, all the growth that you've had and you think out of things that you've experienced, you know, and one of the biggest things I learned, and I talk about this in the book a couple times, is how. It's easy, I think, for women and even men too, but I'll talk about women because this is who the book is for, you know, for us to like blame the brothers. Oh, he's this, he's that. He doesn't want to commit. He's blah, 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 blah. But hold on, boo-boo. 
You're the one dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? So you're crazier than he is. And that was a revelation I had about myself. Like, look at who I was dating, but hell, I was crazier than they were dealing with it. Really like the importance of getting to your best self, knowing yourself, you know, getting clarity, being in alignment with what God wants you to do and who he has purposed you to be, you know, and really getting on the highest frequency possible and it, it will happen when it's supposed to happen. And honestly, I can say now I'm really happy that I haven't gotten married or had kids yet because I would have had the wrong people because I was the wrong people because I was dealing with their crazy asses, you know, which meant I right. was, you know? So yeah, I mean, everything, everything in time. And I don't know, now I'm in a space of gratitude and definitely being grateful is a part of doing single well, you know, mm-hmm. and just being thankful and trusting God's timing, even though, it doesn't always feel good, but I can look back and be like, oh my God, thank you. He had his hand on me. Cause if I had married this fool child, I would have had an orange jumpsuit on. <laughs> <laughs> and orange see? is not my color. Okay. Not your color. Not your color. No. I don't see no. you in a baggy jumpsuit. Just so oh, I don't no, see no, you. No, 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 Yeah. As you were talking and as you were talking about, um, being on your highest frequency and like really being able to attract the person that is right for you. I was thinking in my own personal journey. Oh, he's not going to listen to this episode. So I'm just going to put the whole thing on blast. I'll just tell you all about it. So uh, we had a pilot, like we, we dated and then we didn't because mm-hmm. we weren't in the same place. And I was like, right. yeah, I need a little bit more, but we're good. Mm-hmm. And then there was a break, like a, a good one, like two years or something. Like we would bump into each other, or like the occasional text or whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I had gone on a retreat. Retreat, uh-huh. I was on retreat in the jungle on a, on a yoga retreat. Came back, was centered and quiet and like in a completely different space and completely okay with being single. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I literally ran into him on the corner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so huh. Right. And right. he was like, huh. And I was like, hi. And he's like, hi. And I'm like, I'll see you later. He's like, I'll see you later. And I got back to my office and I got a text from him. Do you want to have dinner? And I was like, what? (laughs) And it was a completely different experience. It was like a completely different, we were both in different stages. We were both in a different place, but there was something about my accepting who I was and where I was. And like, I was okay. Like if I was going to be single, I was going to be single. I was okay. Just sort of like put all the bullshit to bed. Cause I was like, there will be, there will be no more bullshit. Amen. Exactly. No more, no, no more. Like the guy that you, like, I went out with, like, I tried, like, you see the ones that you're trying to force it into like, like, Oh my God, he's so hot. Oh, he's so funny. Oh, he forgot his wallet on the first date. It's okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. No, you are not getting your boo. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, no, I got, I got this. And then I was like, and I'm going to see you again. And I did. And I was like, not the one that I kept, but, um, (laughs) but it's, it's true. Like when you, when you think of like the accommodations that you made and all the the different what we do and mm-hmm. and it and we are talking from uh the female perspective right like mm-hmm. that it is it is something we're sure that men do it too on their own oh, way yeah. but like i'm sure i know some that have yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. i know some that have but no i think that that's you know that that's 
a very, very relevant salient point because when you start making all these concessions that are going against who you are, that's already proof it's not the right person because you're now shifting from who you are to accommodate this relationship. And that just shouldn't be like you each should be able to bring yourselves to the situation and flourish together, be flourishing on your own and then flourish together. Yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful now. (laughs) Yeah. Super grateful. grateful. Oh my God. Super grateful. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about now the book itself is specifically for black women. Mm -hmm. Wait, now, obviously this is not an experience that I have in the world. (laughs) but also very um very aware of the identification about having to be strong about all Mm -hmm. of the different uh, the different variables that are stacked against black women so how does this book how do we how are we looking at it from like that lens of like where where is it specifically i mean i'm not i'm i'm obviously gonna read it but yes, <laughs> you are. i'm most certainly gonna read it and i'm gonna autograph copy i'm gonna get my <laughs> autograph copy and i'm gonna give it to every woman that i i can i can get my hands on yeah but, there, but there's something about that that's very important right because it is a different i mean i want to identify that it is a different experience in dating and yeah. um in just not just the identification, but it's um, in the stereotypes of like things that are happening out in the world. And I want to talk about that just a little bit when it comes to dating. Yeah, for sure. I think a few things. I think one, um, the book is written, my audience is primarily Black women. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of educated Black women are single, you know, and so that's just what it is. And a few uh, weeks back, we posted on my page about um, the stat that came from this article that, that was pretty recent, like 2017, I think, and it talked about Black women ages 35 to 45 with a college degree are 15% less than an uneducated white woman to be married. That's crazy as hell. It's crazy as hell. It's so crazy. When, we, when we look at things like that, and we have to also look through the context of things like systemic and institutional racism. We have a very high population of black men that are also incarcerated, um, being killed by the police. I mean, there's just so many different reasons and variations, you know, of why this is what it is, but the results, I mean, it's facts. Like there are many more black women that are single, you know, and single older. It's something for us. And I think that reading, you know, there's a common thread amongst, humans, amongst women, amongst Black women, amongst Italian women. There's just some common pieces, right? And so Mm -hmm. I think that um, Black women will be able to recognize themselves as they read this book. But I also honestly think other women will too. Like one of my professors who I adore is a white woman. And when I sent her the link, she bought it right away. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, there's going to be information in there. Oh, yeah. Any thing that aligns you and attunes you to who you truly are and your inner voice and your inner voice and your God voice that allows you to be on a frequency where you are going to create and attract the right people. I mean, look at us. Yes, absolutely. Into your your life. Yeah. Like you want those tools. Oh yeah. And, and it's definitely that because anybody that knows me and I know, and I have, several of my clients that have also bought the book and like, oh my God, I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to read it. I feel like I have another piece of you, you know, now. And um, what's awesome is that like, if you know me, you know that I am very well gifted, another God thing, gifted in asking 
very, very insightful questions, you know? And so at the end of every, what I call a chapter, so the end of every day in the devotional, there are four questions that you have to answer. Well, you know, they're in a book for you to answer and for you to reflect on and they have places for you to write. And they're really questions that make you, that of course, that are related to what we just talked about, but they're really going to make you think about your own stuff. Like you just read about my stuff. Now, what about your stuff? Like, how can you be better with your stuff? When you look at it from that perspective, there are no color lines because Every right, everybody, everybody, <laughs> exactly. Everybody, so has you're, stuff. you're calling it stuff. I'm like, everybody's got a whole bunch of garbage, whole yes. bunch of shit that they're bringing to the table. Hands and it's down. also part of being in a relationship, right? Like getting mm-hmm. comfortable with your own garbage, <clears throat> your own crap, so that like when yes. you're in the relationship, it doesn't overwhelm the communication and mm-hmm. the relationship itself. Absolutely. Right? And really looking at your stuff, I think it's really another salient point is like the importance of looking at your stuff is a part of doing single well, because I also talk about some things that came out for me in relationships that really proved that I had some unhealed places. The importance of getting healing. Again, that's another thing that has a common ground. We all need healing in areas. And so my belief is also certain themes continue to show up because they haven't been healed or God is saying, you haven't learned a lesson here. So this is going to continue to show up until you get this. Right? You learn that. Ooh, sometimes <laughs> those lessons are so hard. Oh, like, my oh God, I thought I learned this one. I, thought I learned oh. this. I thought yeah, I had a no, no. this lesson. You know? I cut, <laughs> apparently I cut that corner. <laughs> oh my God, I got a fail and didn't know it, you know? <laughs> I know. And you're like, oh, Ooh, yeah, I know. I thought I got past it. Um, I think as you were talking about that, I think that another part of the gift of this book itself is that you are a clinician. So not only are you giving your own experiences in the book of places that we go that we have to heal because we're like, because, you know, sometimes you're in that relationship and man, you show up in a way that you're like, woof. Oh, like, yeah, I've been in relationships where I've shown up and been like, oh my God, did I just say that? Like, that is so not me. Like, oh uh-huh. my, and, and for people that are listening that know me and know me, know me, know me, if you know, you know, you know, <laughs> and we'll leave that right know, there. If, if you, you know, know, you know. know. Yeah. Yes. Was, oh my God, uh-huh. that's so not even me. Like, what is happening? And so really, really kind of coming to those light bulbs. Like, if I'm saying this and doing this, I'm not the right person. And he damn sure ain't the right person. And just know. Just yeah. know. Just know. I was in a relationship for a while and I would say at the end of an argument or something like out loud, like, I don't want to behave this way. And then I would see myself yes. doing it again. And I was like, I really don't want to behave this way. And I was yes. like, okay, it's like, this can, this, this has to be in Can't the interaction be. between the two of us. Like, yes. I don't behave this way outside of this. Like, I don't, need, oh. I, don't need, I don't need this. Like I would see, yes. and then I'd be like, I'd go see friends of mine. And I'm like, is somebody not telling me something about myself? Like, am I a little crazy? Like, is there something wrong? <laughs> right, like, right, right. No, no. And then it was like, as soon as I separated and like healed that part of myself that allowed myself to be treated that way, right? Yeah. In a relationship that I would have to say, like, I would react in such a way that I'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to behave this way. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of growth in it when you meet yeah. the next person. For so like sure. you see that like, you don't have the same reactions. You don't have the same feelings. You yeah. don't have the same discomfort that you're like putting to the side. 
But also, you know, I think, I think to take a, a couple steps back, even prior to what you're saying is like, you don't want to behave this way, but that also shows that there were some things you had to heal because you were being triggered. Yes. You know, we often say like, oh, he made me that. He didn't make you do a damn thing. You were No, no. no. no baby, keep coming. I was like, no, you're doing this all on your own. Like I had enough under like enough therapy, enough self-awareness under my That's belt to be part. like, no girl, you got in your car and you drove right on over here yes. to this man's house and you, you're continuing, like you can, you can say no. Absolutely. I remember one time that makes me think of, I remember one time he was a fool and I was a fool for trying to deal with it. You know, I said, I don't like you, so I can't let you turn me into behaving like you. Yeah. And it was like this humongous revelation and that changed you know, he, I had to throw up the deuces right after that. Right. Said, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was like the biggest revelation. Like, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm really big on, um, being mindful about how I expel my energy and, and what I, and on top of that, you know, I, um, I'm not proud of this, but this is just what it is. I also know that I have the capacity to cut you all the way down with my words. And that is not what I want to do. That is not the vision, right? That's not the vision. That's, that's not, not the vision. That's not it. That's not no. the way you want to live. No, no at all. And so with all of that being said, you know, getting to the place again, where I heard myself say some things, I'm like, oh yeah, this is just not going to work. Like I'm being triggered so much by this person, which tells me that I have a lot to heal, but also he's doing X, Y, and Z. And even though I stand up for myself, I shouldn't have to be in a relationship where I have to stand up for myself. No. This is Mm -hmm. just some BS. I think all of those things kind of brought out light bulbs about what's going on in me where Mm -hmm. this is what I'm settling for, you know? And so, um, yeah, I talk a, a lot more about this particular situation in detail in one of the chapters in the book and it's actually called do not settle sis and it's probably one of the longest chapters yes (laughs) i call it my proverbs this is my version of proverbs out of my book you know Uh Um, but yeah like again really really looking introspectively is a part of doing single well because you want to be healthy enough not just to attract healthy but to be able to maintain healthy Right. Yeah. You have to look inward and and fix your stuff. And I talk about the importance of healing. And so that kind of, again, goes back to me being a clinician, but I'm a clinician who also has my own therapist. Right. Which is so important. And I think, but I I think oftentimes the books about being single are not written by clinicians and like, right from the self-help and not to knock the book. Some of them were probably super good. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that, but there mm-hmm. is that, um, that extra special, like little special sauce that's in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're asking a question that you would, you would probably ask a single patient that was sitting in front For of you. For sure. Right? Like, like yeah. so you can like really touch so many lives this way. And like, that mm-hmm. is the, that's the goal, right? To touch as many souls as we can to really yeah. help people heal. And so books like these, like if you can't, if she can't stand in front of you or she doesn't have access to mm-hmm. a good therapist or, I mean, we talked about this multiple times on the show, especially when Anisha is here, is that there are, 
there's a limit to how many black female therapists there are in the world. Right. And so like this gives somebody who doesn't have access to a female black therapist who is looking for one, um, because God knows you're all a book solid. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Like you have this, like this, like little handheld, like this little thing. It's kind of like having a session with you. Absolutely. Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not where there's a lot of black women, but still (laughs) Iowa. It's like in the middle, you know, like there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's definitely something that I know will be transformative. And I'm super grateful and humbled to now through all of the not wanting to write it. I'm super humble and grateful that I have and I was obedient and it's done. Yeah, looking forward to hearing the feedback I even have in the back of the book where people can, you know, connect with me to give me feedback on the book. And I I just really feel like it's going to be a blessing and everything happens in due time. Singleness is a season, just like me writing this book was a season. And now it's time for it to be released into the world. And I'm super grateful. Yeah. Um, It's definitely time for it to be released in the world. And that's such beautiful language that singleness is a season. It is because you do change. Yeah. And there's so many good nuggets in here because it is, it's, there gets to be this part of being single where you are, you're, you, and this was for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hear it from women all the time, which is really, it's so terrible when it's like, they're so critical of Mm -hmm. themselves about Mm -hmm. being single or like, It's like, I feel like something's wrong with me. And I'm like, well, you don't have cancer. Right. <laughs> right. And that, you know what, that was never my stance, believe it or not. No, that's what I like, hear. I'm so damn dope. I don't understand why I'm single. Like that was <laughs> my stance. Like I am the dopest. Like what is happening? You know what I'm saying? And so I thank God, like I evolved to, it's just God's timing, you know, but like, no, that was never me. Like I'm the dopest, like yeah, weight, you are. weight loss, weight gain. I Listen, okay. I say all the time, like if I had self-esteem issues, I would not have been like overweight for so long, but I, that's never been my issue. Like right. I'm like literally the dopest. And so that, I think that was harder for me, you know, but, that message, but I, you know? I love hearing that. And I love the way that you put it and you are the dopest. So like, yes, it you. just totally makes sense. But like, that's also that, like you're the readers are going to be able to feel that, right? Like, oh yeah, I and, talk about it. Like, I as just, you this, should. This, this, I've been around the world. I blah blah blah. Like, what's up, God? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. catch me if you can. Like, right. I am the dopest. Yeah. Lucky you if you get me. Yeah. And like, but really having that shift of a mindset that you are actually, you are the catch, right? Like, you yes. are, you are the prize. You are yes. the dopest. You are, you are the person that they are going to be so freaking lucky. I was going to say something else. Sorry. I know you are. uh, um, To get, and I think like really reprogramming a lot of women to hear that message internally. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to, it's one thing to be able to like say it, but Mm -hmm. it's another thing. Like when you say it, you know it. 
Like, oh, it, yeah. it's not like you're like trying this coat on to see if it fits. Oh, you're no, like, honey. Oh, no, girl. The coat was I, made I, for I, me, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> was made for me, okay? <laughs> Been tailored and everything, okay? No, this is not a front. And those no, are the, it is no, not. No, okay? It's yeah, exactly. Right. And so it's such a good message um, because it is, there's, and it's so crazy that in, uh, 2021 right mm -hmm. that like that we are still like there's still that part like somewhere in there niggling around like mm -hmm. if you're not married you're blah blah like yeah. you're just not freaking married that's yeah. all and, right and it doesn't mean anything about you just like i said i know it's it's never been about me that's why i've always resolved like it's god's time i just never could understand why was this his time why was this his way for me you know mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's never been a self-esteem issue over here, you know. And I know no. for some women it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, for some women it is, and it's sad, but that also speaks to another place where they have to heal. Yes. I didn't have self-esteem issues, but I still had other places that needed to be healed. Yeah, you know, and so I still learn those lessons out of relationships and and out of time and growth and tears and pain, you know. Well, a nice and also a the collective voice of the healing and the tears and the pain, right? Like there's mm -hmm. the, 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 there's the tears of the heartache, right? Like, yeah, that you're like, and the people that are surrounding you when you're the most heartbroken are your girlfriends. Like they're mm -hmm. like sitting there and holding you up. And this, again, this book is like, it's like a girlfriend who's also a clinician. Yes. Also little prompts. And I'm asking you questions to like, like your girlfriends, your, your true friends that are sitting across from you are the ones that are like reflecting your light. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they shine, you shine. And like, this is really helping you like dig in and excavate, excavate and get that shine out there. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And my pastor actually um, wrote the foreword to the book and one other thing, he wrote an amazing for it. It literally made my eyes sweat when I read it. <laughs> did my eyes sweat. I did. Okay, we're just going to interpret that to a little tear. Yes. Little tear of my yes. eyes sweat. Go on. You know, my eyes sweat. But yeah, he. Um, one of the things that he said is that it's like really having a convert, a really engaging conversation with a friend. You know, that's what the book yes. is really like, and that's that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted readers to be able to feel my spirit and, and, and feel like they're having a conversation because for a lot of women that are single, um, this is a very difficult topic to discuss, especially if you never, you didn't want to be single and, and for how long and whatever. Right. And so really kind of holding space for my understanding of that too, because that has also been me. And you know, every time somebody asks you, are you dating? Are you doing It's like, no, like stop, Stop asking. Asking me. Like stop asking. Yes. Really, yes. yes. And then like, you're like, someone... and I know, I know, I'm great. I know. I don't know yeah. why I'm still dating too. Like I had ugh. It's like the war. And like you have to answer. Like, do you want me to answer it? Right. Are you like, are you like, are you gonna date me? Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what? I don't want you, so stop asking. <laughs> and you know what it reminds me of too? And I think for those of us like myself that are single and also still don't have children yet, it also lends to the other conversation of why don't you have kids? Well, how about there's so many women that either don't want them or want them and cannot have them. 
Right. Or want them in, like for me, I want them, but in the context of being married, you know, right. The, right. like it's also just speaking to like, yeah, we are, we are, but people often also just mean you well, but don't mm-hmm. understand that sometimes those well-meaning questions can be very piercing, you know? Exactly. Painful. Yeah. And that, yeah. not, and not thinking like where it's like how it could land or wh- yeah. what's going to happen. And you're yeah. like, you know what? And you can just say, you know what, let's talk about, how about this? Let's talk about me being an author. I just birthed this book over here. I'm going to talk about my PhD. Okay, I got you. Let's, let's talk see. about my whole corporation. Exactly. Like There's so many things we can talk right. about. I am, I am so successful. And this would just be another part of my success. Yeah. You know what? I am successfully single. How about there you that? go. That's, hey, maybe that's part two of the book. We'll write that together, the multicultural edition. <laughs> I love a co-author. I love it. Come love, on, love cousin. It. All right. So listen, tell us when we should be able to get this book and where we're going to get it and how we're going to get it. I mean, I'm going to get mine. <laughs> I'm going to get yours for free, signed and everything, delivered to I your know. door. Okay. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. So the book actually... Um, it's actually available now for pre-order and probably the easiest way for you to get it um, would be, I can send, I can send you the link cousin. You can share it. Um, yeah, we'll the- put it and we'll make sure it's in the show notes and we will make sure when we post it on all the social media channels that we share it for sure. Per- perfect. Thank you. And then for people listening, the easiest way would just be to go to my website, um, soulcareforblackclinicians.com. Once you're there, you know, go ahead and click on bookshelf and it'll take you right to the purchase page. And um, really for people I've had, a, have been so like, it's been really well received. I've had a bunch of pre-orders already. I love it. So, I love it. Yes, yeah, a, I mean, it's a, you, I can, I mean, I've, I've heard so much about it. It's a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful book. And I can't wait to get my copy. Yes. And we'll make sure that Anisha, know, Anisha shares it on yes, all of her own channels too. Yes, and Black this. Women Be Whole and everything. Yeah. Well, this is really in such alignment. It's, it is unfortunate that she couldn't be here today because it is such uh-huh. an alignment with her mission, right? Because you know no what? matter no matter what, if you sit for 31 days in contemplation, mm-hmm. you are, it's just one step closer to being whole. Absolutely. So yeah, so definitely we'll have Anisha share it and tell her I feel some kind of way that she went to a conference today because when I was here last time, she had to leave early. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to make sure that she listens to the end yes. of this because she knows. Yeah. She knows. So I'm oh, yeah. I'll let her know. So, Don't you worry. Yes. We got to um, but yeah, that's, so that's the way. So once you pre-order the book, it says clearly on there that the book should be available within four to six weeks. And so um, I'm hoping that it even will be before then, but that's kind of four to six weeks. Yeah. Well, it's a great time because then it, you know, you have it for like the, I mean, it'll come out right before the holidays. If, mm-hmm. When you're single during the holidays, it's a little rough sometimes because exactly. that's when all of those questions come up, right? Like, yes. How come you're single? Yeah. And I'm going to do this. Too, la, 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 la. Yeah. And the family and stuff and that kind of thing. So it's perfect timing. Absolutely. That's a great perspective. It is perfect timing for the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that was a nice gift for your, your, you know, your BFF that you love, that you want to be like, hey. Yeah. You can do it together. Oh, look at Absolutely. Me. I know. <laughs> I people to do groups and, you know, things like that with around the book. Because it will be helpful to just kind of process what you're feeling and what you're going through. But 
also, I put this in the book as well. Everybody just have your answers be your own. Mm-hmm. You know, like, don't worry about what so-and-so said. Like, no, let your answers. This is, this book is, even though, even if you do it in groups, your answers can really be between you and God. Like, I want it to be authentic for you and to really be of support. If you're putting down somebody else's answers, you just plan yourself. That's not right. going to help you. It's not going to help you. No. All right, cousin. We have to stop here. Cousin. Well, thank um, you for having me. Of course. I mean, we'll have, we'll have you back again when you expand. We'll have you back again when you yes. get that. PA, when you, we'll just keep having you back. Hey, keep I'll keep coming back. back. Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> this is where I would turn to Anisha and say, how are we going to end the show today? And she would say, stay safe, wash your hands. And well, depending on where you live right now, you should wear a mask or it depends on the mandate. Are you wearing a mask? Are you not wearing a mask? It's very confusing. Wearing a mask all the time. I don't care about the mandate. (laughs) Exactly. I am too. And then uh, just, you know, keep that six feet different distance from people you don't know. Yes. And I'll also add this at the end of what else you can do for those of you that are unattached and unmarried I also want you to do single well I love it boom, boom. <laughs> okay well thank you so much and we're gonna stop here and we'll see you guys next week okay love you cousin love you too girl thank you for listening to the be real podcast stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.